The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns. And I'm right here with the marketers who have built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. You've probably heard OH Partners in the past, but the Harkey Group is our newest holding company of agencies. So I probably haven't explained that in past podcasts. So I told my team I would give a mini plug, like, what the hell is the Harkey Group? Oh, well, there it is. All right. So today we're going to hear about brand transformation. And we have a great guest on. I'm here with Jack Foster. She's former vice president of marketing at SurveyMonkey. And she's going to talk a little bit about SurveyMonkey. But now she's vice president of marketing at WorkRamp, which is an all-in-one learning platform that advances learning as growth engine with flexible platform that empowers teams to develop top talent, exceed revenue targets, and inspire customers become advocates. We're going to dive into that a little bit in our second podcast too about this customers being part of the conversation. But right now, I want to talk to Jack about her background. And I want to talk to her about how she was part of the SurveyMonkey rebrand. And we have a rebrand case today with a, obviously a brand we all know with SurveyMonkey. So let's jump into that. Here's my conversation with Jack Foster, Vice President of Marketing at WorkRamp. Hi, Jack. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me, Scott. Right on. All right, let's 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 get into it. First off, I talked to you a little bit before the show, and I'd love to hear maybe your background for kind of our marketing audience and guests here, because obviously you were leading a, a branding effort and at least part of a branding effort at a different company. So love to hear just your background. Where you at school? Where have you been in marketing? And then let's get into this rebrand for survey banking. Sounds good. Well, where did I go to school? I can start there. I did my undergrad at UCSB, go Gauchos, and you know have uh, since been in tech, marketing for tech and marketing for SaaS companies for the last 15 plus years. I um, started my career at a tech company called CA Technologies back in the day as like a 14,000 person enterprise organization, public company. And, you know, cut my teeth in, in marketing, doing a lot of different roles, everything from planning trade shows for the business unit that I was working for through, you know, partnering with our partners to build business plans on how we could uh, improve their business by reselling our products. In 2013, uh, I was leading the North America marketing team for the business unit that I was working for at CA. And we divested the business unit and stood up a whole new company. So there's actually a whole kind of brand learnings out of that experience. If you think about it, going from CA to all of a sudden ArcServe, there was a lot of uh, a lot of things that we had to, to do to stand up not only the company, but start to get the brand ArcServe um, better known. So that was a very cool experience. I'm sure we could talk about it a little bit more if you're interested. And then it was uh, 2016 
where I decided that I wanted to go from private equity. So again, we had sort of carved out um, ArcSer. We went to private equity. I decided I kind of wanted to get into the startup world, venture-backed world. And that's when I landed my role at Lever and took on more of that focus of demand generation and marketing operations. When I joined Lever, we were about a 60-person company, just announced our Series B, and I was with them through hyper growth. And so talk about building a brand actually at a very mature market, but we were a disruptor. I know that's a buzzword, but a disruptor in kind of the HR tech market for the for what we were selling, ATS is applicant tracking systems. And you know, got the opportunity to build out the demand gen and marketing operations function there and also help build the lever brand. Then went to SurveyMonkey, which I'm sure many of your listeners are very familiar with. When I joined, you know, it's about a 20-year-old organization. And I had the opportunity again to lead marketing operations and demand generations for our enterprise business. And again, if you kind of think about the time I joined SurveyMonkey, this is when we were really starting to put the focus on building out our enterprise motion. And I had the opportunity to be there, not for both uh, the IPO as well as a very exciting kind of momentous occasion when SurveyMonkey rebranded to Momentum in 2018. And now I am CMO at WorkRamp. And I've been here for about a year and a half and building the best learning brand in the world. So that's kind of the short story. Got my MBA in there as well and uh, did that part-time. And yeah, where do you want to go from there? (laughs) Congratulations on the CMO job. And I think that's awesome for our listeners to hear about just your work journey, as I'm sure there's a ton of people that listen to this that are on their pathway to CMO. Just curious, what market? Are you in San Francisco by chance? I was in San Francisco for a lot of my adult life, but during the pandemic, my husband and I moved our family down to Southern California. So I'm in Los Angeles area. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. I see the the trees in the background. Uh, I can tell you're you're definitely coastal. And then of course, you know, all the tech companies and venture back private back stuff. It it definitely uh, smelled like San Francisco to me. So no, that's that's amazing. Talk to, I guess, a, a few more questions like, I don't know why I'm supposed to ask you about SurveyMonkey and we'll get there. And I want to hear about the rebrand, of course. But what would you attribute maybe your success to getting in the CMO position through your work experience? Like, were there some moments that stood out? Was it like different logos that like got you the next job? Was it your interview? Like for people in marketing, like what, I don't know, like maybe what was some of the biggest insights to your kind of career moving in the trajectory it has to become a CMO? That's a great question. So absolutely, without a doubt, one of the biggest parts of my success have been both the people that I have worked for and the mentorship that I've been able to have, as well as the team that I've been able to work with, because I've just been able to learn so much about, I mean, about, gosh, business, marketing, different parts of marketing, leadership, you name it, right? It really has come down to... And of course, the brands I've worked for. I mean, I've also had a lot of interesting experiences where I've been part of startups or I've been part of these divestitures, been part of IPOs. So like just different stages of company, I'm going through different things. I think is also I've, I've just learned a ton during that. But getting a little bit more specific about it, really, honestly, every boss that I've ever had has become a mentor for me and um, you know has really been a champion for me and some of that is just around relationship building some of that of course you know when you're I followed for example my boss who was the CMO at Lever I, I went to Survey Monkey with her and that was obviously a choice right cuz I I just knew that I could learn so much from her being direct access to the CMO of Survey Monkey as we were starting to build out our enterprise business so 
Absolutely. I think who I've worked for, but then hiring, right? Hiring is such a big part of your job when you're going into leadership or coaching or how you think about structuring your team. And so really getting the right people in place to be able to be successful, to kind of be on the journey with you who believe in what you're doing, who believe in your strategy, who, you know, who just want to do good work and want to challenge themselves. That's obviously... I think another big thing. Um, and then, as I said, just being fortunate enough to, to kind of work for companies at different stages that have had different experiences. So working at a company like Lever that went from basically Series A to Series C, doubled in revenue, doubled in customers, doubled in basically every aspect, employees while I was there. Tons of learnings that come out of that. And you just kind of take that and uh, you know keep building on that as you go through your career. All right. So many directions I, I may want to take this. But a couple of things really stood out to me. And what's funny is I think in the show, we get involved in some of the strategies and even at times tactics. And we get into underrated, overrated, and we get into all this kind of marketing shit. But I think two things I heard from you, I think are important. I want to call them out again. And it's something that I related to is mentorship and following people and working with people you love and you trust. And then being your mentors, even as an entrepreneur, for me, um, I have some mentors. Like I would, I would go through a dark forest with them, you know, with fire, because you just believe in them, and they've helped me so much more than anything for like anything I could combine. It's it's all been about the mentors in my life. And the second thing is is also something really important to me, and something I really related to, which is the people, and it's hiring. And there's people that like get it, and that know how to get shit done and they're like your vibe and the cool vibe that like you want to work with every day and then you become their mentor. And so it's just this like cyclical thing. And I don't think we talk about it enough in marketing. We're focused on what the newest thing or you know what the brand building strategy was or what the consumer insight or human truth was. And we don't think about like the people enough and talk about it. So I'm so glad you said like the two things that kind of got you what I took away as CMO were the people that put a ladder down and helped you and mentored you and then the, now the people that you've trained and hired and been part of your crew. So that's so true in marketing. So I, I loved hearing that. A couple of just quick curiosity questions. Maybe the audience is curious like I am. Two questions come to mind. The first one is how big was SurveyMonkey like when you got there? And then what was it like going through an IPO? That's a great question. So I started at SurveyMonkey. We were probably around 400 people large. And again, just for context, this was you know 2018, and they had hired before me a CRO who was really start, you know bringing his expertise, amazing sales leader John Schoenstein, who's now the CRO over at Sprout Social. But he was bringing his expertise in to Sprout Social. Use Sprout Social. <laughs> there you go. Great, great plug for them. Then they're a customer of ours too. We love them. But uh, he was starting to bring his sales expertise. How you build out an enterprise sales. Motion. He, you know, worked for some of the biggest names in tech. Every everyone from Microsoft, Oracle, and just had a ton of great experience to bring as we were starting to, you know, sell into the enterprise. He was hiring his leadership team, and then Leela, who was my boss at Lever, became the first CMO. Who also had she has very strong background in marketing and also enterprise marketing. Worked for the likes of LinkedIn, um, obviously Lever. She, you know, was the CMO there and built the brand, and then moved to SurveyMonkey. So we were about 400 people large. I joined only about three months before we IPO'd. So I wasn't super part of the planning for IPO. But what I can tell you is that when you go from kind of a private company to a public company, um, there is a huge transition that happens, right? Because you just have different stakeholders that you are needing to meet the goals for. And so 
probably the first or maybe the biggest learning overall that I had in going through the IPO was just it always is in business a very big balancing act of short-term goals and long-term success and how you're making trade-offs. But it really matters. Like you can't miss your number on a quarterly basis because you have to go report that to the street and you're, you know, you're giving guidance and really matters that you are are meeting your short-term objectives while also investing in the long-term. And so um, that was absolutely from more just like a business standpoint, one of the interesting transitions that I saw and just like saw how different you have to operate when you have to be balancing those two things. It's a fine line between them, right? Quick shout out to Mike Linton, uh, former CMO of Ancestry.com, eBay, Farmers Insurance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I actually put this quote on my Instagram because I loved it so much. And you said the exact same thing with your career. And it's build sales overnight and brand over time, right? And balancing that in, especially with some of your job experience in San Francisco in the tech world. I, I couldn't agree more. So sorry, I just wanted to highlight that. I heard, I heard you something like that. I didn't know that there was that quote. I'll have to look at that quote. But yeah, so the thing that, so SurveyMonkey then, kind of the story, right? And if you want to bring it back to kind of the brand part of... Yeah, what we were supposed to talk about. Okay. (laughs) Um, All good. So basically, you know, as we started to move into selling into enterprise, if you think about it, the reason this was such a huge opportunity, because what, what our CEO at the time had realized, the leadership realized through data, of course, was that we were already, our product, even though it was a free-ish survey product or self-serve survey product, was already being used in like 98% of the Fortune. I think it was the Fortune 1000. I think I got that right. And they were making real critical business decisions with the products that we were providing, but we weren't, you know, there was obviously product enhancements that needed to be to happen in order for us to sell into the enterprise. Like we weren't really realizing that value, right? We were providing so much value to these organizations. And this is really when it was like, okay, we have, we need to be selling enterprise grade solutions. We need to be selling, moving our business so that we are, you know, servicing for self-serve users, but also helping companies make big business decisions with the data that they're getting from our surveys. If you think about a lot of the top use cases, HR was a top use case. Companies using us to do pulse surveys on employee engagement and making you know strategic people decisions off of that data. Customer data was a huge use case for surveys. You're surveying your customers to get insights. Just overall, right? There was a lot of things that you could do with our products. And so it made so much sense for us to, to really make that move into the enterprise. And the challenge, though, of course, for SurveyMonkey was that SurveyMonkey was a super well-known company, but for free, right? Or for not... People didn't think about enterprise when they thought about SurveyMonkey. I remember being... And I was running enterprise demand gen, right? So we, I was fully focused on like making sure that we were getting in front of enterprise buyers and influencing that part of the market. And you know, I remember being at like a trade show in the early days and people would walk by and go, oh, I know SurveyMonkey, but... You guys don't sell into like B2B, right? You're just more like a survey tool for, you know, if I want to, I don't know, go ask my, you know, football team what their jersey size is, like whatever, kind of like not, not think, not associating us with those bigger business decisions that could be made off of the insights that we were able to provide. We also had a really strong market research business to think about if you're going to launch, for example, like a new product and you want to get feedback on a prototype, we have new brand messaging, you could use our products to get insights out of that as well. So like huge use case for like big brands, 
like Coca-Cola, you know, consumer brands that are like constantly needing to, to up-level their brands. So over time, it like basically from the minute I got there, it was a discussion on is SurveyMonkey the brand that's going to kind of take us long-term into the enterprise, right? Our, it was a well-known brand. People loved the brand. People used us, but was it going to be the, the kind of future of the company and represent what we were able to do long-term? And ultimately the answer was no, right? It was like SurveyMonkey was a point solution. We did acquisitions over time. We actually had a whole portfolio of products, right? Over time that was servicing the enterprise. And ultimately from a brand perspective, SurveyMonkey didn't represent what the entire company stood for and was able to, the value we were able to provide to all customers. And so there was a lot of stuff. I can't take credit, like our CMO and our VP of brand absolutely led the charge around the rebrand, but that was kind of the question, the thing we were asking ourselves. And and obviously we said, you know, this isn't the future of the company. Let's go for Momentum and do this rebrand. And that's kind of how it started. So that's cool. So it it sounds like I think what I heard, and I try to recap these with my new podcast training, that it wasn't scaling up to the your institutional clients, uh, your what you call them, your enterprise clients, and the the brand was actually getting in the way because we had an association with like Cheat Surveys, Survey Monkey, and so the choice was to rebrand to get further up, like maybe I would call it like not luxury, but you know further up the the chain in terms of like kind of brand power or brand positioning. Like it was too like nine dollar a month kind of deal, not. 200,000 a year institutional thing. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And not even just by the way, not even like huge enterprises, right? Like even just think about any business. We wanted to be a solution. We were a solution for businesses, not just for individuals who wanted to run a couple of survey projects a year. And again, the value coming out of the product was was so strong. And so it made sense for us to make this move. Totally makes sense. No, that that's good. That's a great use case and you know, perfect for the rebrand. But Here's what we're going to do. We have you back. So I want to end this first episode and I'm going to bring you back and I want to hear about what you're doing at your new company, WorkRamp. So we're going to wrap up the Rebrand podcast there. A huge thanks to Jack Foster, Vice President of Marketing at WorkRamp for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Jack and I are going to discuss how we bring the voice of customer into a brand conversation, which is a little bit about uh, not only the products of WorkRamp, but really about the marketing for WorkRamp, another kind of B2B company. If you can't wait till the next episode, you want to learn more about Jack, you'll find a LinkedIn profile uh, in our show notes for her. So go check that out. Um, also, her company is producing a podcast as well. And it's workramp.com podcast. So go ahead and check that out. Another note in our show notes here is, uh, look, just go to uh, rebrandpod.com. We've got anything you want there. Guest contact information, notes, all the stuff. We're on social media, uh, probably not super active under rebrand, but uh, my personal is probably a little more. And that's just at Scott Harkey, but you can find rebrand uh, all over the place too. Rebrand pod, actually. Anyway, if uh, you know someone who wants to talk about an awesome marketing campaign or is just a badass marketer and you want them on the show, you can apply to be a guest. And uh, we're looking at these probably every couple of weeks. I and mean, we're putting the best of the best on. We get a ton. We're probably, you know, I first started, we were accepting probably 70%. Now we're probably in the 40s because we're being picky. We really want the best of the best on. But if you are the best, please apply. We want you on. That's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.